Do you ever get frustrated when things don't go your way? When you get stuck in traffic or someone with a need takes you off your task list or something breaks and you've got to fix it. But what if each of those situations was a God-ordained opportunity? That's the way Brother Hamid looks at the circumstances in his life. Because of his faith in Christ, officials in Iran sent him 15 hours away from home. He could have complained about it or sulked, but instead he decided, this must be the place where God wants me to serve him. If I'm here, a lot of people must hear the gospel. Don't worry where we are going or where the other people they sent us. Everywhere, just we need to believe that Jesus is Lord and we are here to working to expanding his kingdom. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help. Right now on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome again to the Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton, and we are in our studio in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, with Brother Hamid. Brother Hamid is from the land of Iran. He is a former Muslim who is now a follower of Christ, and we're going to hear about that story. Brother Hamid, welcome to Voice of the Martyrs Radio. Thank you, Brother Todd. It's my privilege and it's my honor to be here, and we had a great time today morning, and so blessed for me. Well, it's a blessing for us to have you here. Your testimony starts when you were a a good Muslim and you had a car accident. Yes. Talk a little bit about that and and how at the time you thought that was a horrible thing, uh, but it was actually God's hand working to bring about your salvation. Amen. God is in in control and everything is in charge in his hand, control everything. I was born in a Muslim family. Uh, As I grew up, I went to the soccer team and I played the soccer and soccer was my everything. But one day when I was 17 years old, I had an accident and for six months almost, I was not able to move and I was not able to walk and shooting ball. But I crying and weeping and said, God, where are you? Why these things happen to me? My future was destroyed and I didn't see anything that I have. You were crying out to the God of Islam. Yes, because yeah. I never knew about um, Jesus or any God of uh, Bible, but I believe that only one God is exist, and I pray to that God. And I decided to go into uh, university because I said, okay, I, I'm not able to play soccer anymore. I need to go to university. I enrolled in, in software engineering program, and I jumped in, in the world of IT. So you became a student, you're working on a computer degree, part of your experience was going online. One day as you're looking online at different chat rooms, you saw a chat room that said, God is love. What did your mind do when you saw that God is love? How was that different from what you thought about God? As I grew up, 
after the Iranian Revolution in 1979, my family, because of their political uh, problem with government, they arrested. My uncle and nephews are hanged and executed by government. So I never seen any love in Islam, but it was a rule that I I had to respect Islam. So when I joined to that chat room, that God is love, I said I didn't see any love. But they tried to talk to me about Jesus, about Bible. They asked me question, are you Christian? I told him, told them, no, I'm not Christian. But everything was new for me. They thought about different things that I thought I knew. I have a knowledge about them, but I was zero about Bible, about Jesus. Jesus was only a good prophet like Muhammad, but Muhammad is the last one. And Jesus, nothing more. Jesus was not savior for me. And so the folks in the chat room said, you know, you really need a Bible. We'd like to give you a Bible. And you said no. Uh, yes, I rejected their request because uh, as a, my uh, family problem, I never had trust in other people. For this reason, I reject their request, and I said I want to download the PDF version. So I Google on the websites and download the PDF version, and I began to read from Genesis book by book. And so you worked your way through the Bible, and at some point you kind of started to think, this this might be true. Exactly. In the beginning, when I read the creation, I heard about creation, but I never read any document even in Quran, that explain exactly that how creation it happened. And a few chapters later, when talk about Abraham and Isaac and Ishmael, okay, in Islam, we are talking only about Abraham and Ishmael. But here, it's talking about Isaac. And I said, okay, it's a great something happened here because we are talking about two different things that they are not able to work in and related to each other. And also, Later, talking about Moses, the Exodus, and I loved that time the Psalms. When I read Psalms, I said, okay, talking about me. I feel myself in this position. And when I came to the Gospels, when I read Matthew and also John, I said, wow, this is a great testimony about Jesus. As you read, were you going back to the Quran and saying, wait a minute, kind of reading the Bible and then saying, okay, this is different. So did you go back to the Quran and read it again to try to f figure out where the truth was? Honestly, no, because I had enough knowledge about Quran at that time. So after 15 years, uh, I'm not reading Quran. But at that time, I never came back and compared gospel and Quran with together uh, because everything here was very bold to me. And when I read them, I convinced that they are true. Mm -hmm. So at what point in your reading did you decide, I'm not a Muslim anymore? Yes, after three months. Not only I'm not Muslim, I feel that I'm not Christian. And I confused. And I walked and in praying in our town and said, God, I know that you are exist. I know that only one true God is exist. And Jesus, these guys in the chat room, they are talking about you. They are talking that you came to the world and you rose in the third day. If you are alive, if you hear my voice, just give me a sign. I need something to have trust in you. As I walked in the street, I saw a big sign on one of the closed building church in our town that Jesus says from John 14, 6, 
I am the way, truth, and life. No one can come to the Father except through me. I said, okay, that's enough for me. And Jesus, you, you, are, yeah, <laughs> you are the only way. And if you are only way, I wanted to have trust in you. And then I come back to that uh, chat room and uh, I talk and explain to guys that what happened. And so they helped you kind of solidify that decision. Okay, I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. I asked for a sign, and God answered my prayer. I'm absolutely going to follow him. Who was the first person you told, other than in the chat room, uh, from your former life, from from your Muslim friends or your family? Who who was the first person that you told? Uh, one of the chat room members, after I shared with all of them in the public, he sent a message to me privately and said, I want to talk to you more. And when we are started to work in, he invited me to come to, Te- to Tehran. Then he explained to me. At that time, I just saw a sign, and I never believed, but I feel that, okay, this is the way I wanted to follow. When I went to Tehran, I met this brother, and he explained to me more. For almost two and three days, he invited me to his house. It was impossible for me to go into the house of anyone that I never met them or I had knowledge about them. But he invited me, I accepted, and for three days he explained to me that what is a Christianity, what's a Jesus, what's a sin, why you are sinners. God hates sin, but he loves sinners. Jesus came, went on the cross, and he rose in a third day. And I said, that's enough for me to want to have trust in Jesus. And then he asked me, do you want to pray with together? Do you want to give your heart, all of your life to Jesus? I said, yes. If this is the truth, I wanted to do it. And we prayed it together. Now, what was your understanding of, of what that meant in Islam? The fact that here you are now making this prayer, making this commitment to follow Christ. How is that going to be received by your family who was Muslim or your friends or your co-workers? When I met that brother, he gave me two Bible. He said, just read one of them. It's belong to you every day. And from Tehran to our town, it took around uh, 12 hours driving. And all the day I was in bus and I read the Gospel of Matthew. And Jesus said, your family will be your enemy. You, you are not able to save your life. I am everything for you, and I am the way. If you want to follow me, you have to take your cross and come after me. I said, okay, if they are only true, and if I don't have any other option, I want to trust in you, Jesus. When I come back to town, uh, after a while, my father asked me that, I mean, uh, did your research about uh, Christianity is done? Because previously we talked about these things we together. I said, yes, that is finished. And he said, okay, what's the result? I, I said, uh, I'm Christian right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you had told your dad, you know, I'm studying Christianity so I can see how it's different from the Quran. And now you said, okay, I studied it, yeah. and now I'm a Christian. Yes. Uh, and I said to him that I'm Christian, and I believe that I'm a sinner, and Jesus came to the world to save all the sinners who believe in him and who had trust in him. For the while, he thought that someone brainwashed me, and he tried to find who is he. And also, he tried to convince me that Christianity is wrong, the 
the gospel is changed. This is not the true message of Bible. But at the time, Holy Spirit is working in me. And every day, you know, I was like a 30 people. I, I need water. And every day, couple of hours, I read a scripture. And uh, at that time, I never had any teacher or churches that I attended. And only, only praying, reading a scripture, that chat room. And I, I had a great thing in my heart that it's true. If you don't have enough knowledge to talking about Christ with your father, but Jesus is true. You are not able to deny him. And after a while, one day they, they told me that, okay, you are unclean through the Islam and Sharia law. If you want to stay here, uh, you have to be Muslim. Otherwise, uh, you have to leave house. And they kicked me out. And then I was myself, find myself homeless. And I said, okay, praise Lord. I have a great joy in my heart. If Jesus said that your family will be your enemy and you have to pray, pray for them, you are, not able, you are not allowed to hate them. And if these things happen because of Jesus, I love it. I have a great joy in my heart that, and this is my honor to be asleep on the street because of the name of Jesus that that is that it's on me. So, it's interesting to me because you read as you were driving home from Tehran, you read the passage. Your family is going to hate you. Fathers will turn against their sons. You know, brother against brother. How do you explain the fact that you felt joyful? in that circumstance. Your family has just kicked you out of the house. You have no place to go. You have no place to sleep. And yet you felt that sense of joy and excitement and God's presence. You know, the presence of God is coming with Holy Spirit. And when he comes to our heart, mind, he feels us. God is in with you. God is in you. And he nourished you that what you need at that time, it's too hard for me that you ask me that, okay, what you did. But I had a great joy. I don't have any uh, reason that why right. I was joyful, but I can say right now, the work of Holy Spirit in me at that time, it, it makes a great time. And, and we hear that story again and again from our persecuted brothers and sisters, that in that, in that time of persecution— Somehow, some way, God gave me joy. I was excited. I was just thankful for God's presence. And so I'm encouraged to hear you, and I encourage our listeners. You know, if you're going through a tough time, God is there with you. Amen. You can have joy even amidst that tough time. We're talking today on Voice of the Martyrs Radio with Brother Hamid. He is a former Muslim, now follower of Jesus Christ from the nation of Iran, the man in Tehran gave you two Bibles, and he said, okay, here's one. I want you to read it every single day. Here's number two. What did he want you to do with that one? I asked him, okay, what's the second one? He said, don't worry. Just go to your town, and Holy Spirit will show you that who needs this second one. <laughs> and did he? Absolutely, yes, <laughs> he did, indeed. Who did you give that second Bible to? For the first time, and for the first man, it was an Afghan man. And I met him. And that man, uh, he introduced it to me after two weeks, two or three weeks. And uh, we met each other. He, was, he lived in suburb of our town. And every day I 
get the ticket, just going to visit his brother. I found a brother that he thinking like me. He came to Christ from Islam, and he's Afghan, and we love him. We love each other, and I love him. So every day we pray with together. And so he became the recipient of that second Bible and eventually became a part of your church. I mean, you really kind of planted a church there. Right now, if you ask me that uh, act is planting the church, I say yes. But at that time, uh, it was not planting the church because I never <laughs> knew about planting the church. You didn't know what church. the church was. Exactly. <laughs> what, what is the church? Just, I read that is, Jesus says, if two or three of you they are gathering in my name, I'm blowing, I am among of you, and that is church. Okay, okay, that's enough. That's what we did. And but after almost a couple of months, less than six months, we are grew to twenty. So where two or three are gathered, and then God shows up, and then more people are going to show up. They came one after one, and we grew up. And but the problem, I was homeless. I had not any place. And other one, they're like me. Right. <laughs> so we gathered in hotel. We we gathered in lobby of hotels each. Week we went to the one hotel, and one time we, were, we went to the park and we gathered on the ground uh, and just talking with each other about Bible and it was my task. I feel I had a, this pastoral heart in, uh, that I need to bring some words to them. So all the weeks, six day per weeks, I read the scripture, watching Christian TV, hearing the radio program listening to the speech and preaching and I prepared myself by prayers that on Friday other guys they need to hear more about gospel I have to teach them so I came to Christ and two months later I was able to teach them amen praise the Lord one of the challenges and we've talked about this on other broadcasts here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio is raising up leaders within the Iranian church because, like you say, people are coming to Christ all over the country, but there's not a church for them to go and plug into. They have to find a house church or they have to create a house church or they have to watch television, satellite television, to feed them. After you planted the church, though, persecution came. How did that happen? Not immediately during that time, but all of the 18 years old boy, they need to go to military. Not voluntary, it's mandatory. <laughs> so after I graduated, I found a job, pay my tuition, I graduated, and uh, I applied for military. Because without that one, you will not receive the passport or you cannot do anything right. in the country. So the problem is that in Iran, they ask, what is your religion? In all of the governmental application, you have to explain what what you, your belief. And I fill out with, I am Christian, because Jesus said, you are not allowed to deny me. If you deny me, I will deny you. But in Islam, we have a Sharia law it's called taqiyya. Taqiyya means if you feel you are in danger, you can say even that I'm not Muslim. And it's a big and bold question for me. Do I have to say I'm Christian or not? And that I pray. I said, no, I'm Christian right now. And if I'm Christian, if I'm not follow Muhammad and Islam, so I need to give them I'm Christian. I told them Christian. Then I went to military services in the military camp. 
For the first three months, no one came to me and asked anything about me. But after uh, military camp, the training, we were there almost 4,000 soldiers. 3,999 of them, they sent back to their hometown. And one of those ones that I am, uh, they sent me back to the eastern border to, and exiled me to the uh, front line of the fighting with Taliban. I said, okay, praise the Lord. If I need to go there, I believe someone must be here the gospel. They sent me back there. I introduced myself to uh, IT department because my background was uh, computer science. So they took me, but they told me you need to, because you have an access to the servers and all the informations, you need to pass the background check. So, okay, just let's do it. And one day later, my commander came to me and said, Hamid, and what do you say to them? I said, nothing, just I fill out the application. He said, no, you mentioned something. I said, okay, just I fill out, and I said that I'm Christian. And he said, are you Christian? I said, yes, truly, truly, I'm a Christian. And said, this is a reason. All of the highest and chief commander from this military defense and com uh, camp, they called me that who you are. They thought that you are a spy, and uh, it's not a good sign. So, okay, praise Lord, if I'm here, a lot of people must hear the gospel. So anyway, for three months, every day, one time, authority courts, and other 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 day, um, uh, Sharia courts, they called me and they asked me about Christianity. It was great joy that one day I was among the three mullah, and they asked me that, "What's your name?" I said, "Hamid," and they asked my father's name is Muhammad. I said, "How your name is Hamid and your father's name is Muhammad, but you are Christian?" I said, you know, that belief is, comes from our heart, not from our name. And he said, but in our culture and in our tradition, the name of people are chosen by their belief and their religion. I said, yes, that one is true, but it's wrong. <laughs> now I'm Christian. And at that time, they tortured me and, uh, to ask them and give them more answers and uh, answer to, the, to their questions. But when talking, when you or on that time, you feel that you are alone, no hope. Hopefully, you cannot see any other Christians. You feel that no one are here to pray for you. No one had any news about you. But you have a great joy that living God, raising God, He knows that you are who you are and where are you. And Holy Spirit is in you. And when you open your mouth and talking to other people, he will fill it out. And I want to say the great and amazing things. When they took my badge, I was not able to come to the military. They decided to send me to the border to fight him with Taliban. God made a miracle. They sent me to our town, but they put me 15 hours as a punishment to stay in a highest uh, in a. Uh, highway to uh, control the traffic but one of my commander he came to Christ Wow! and every year annually I sent an email to him to encourage him I said do you know why I was there do you know that why I told him that I'm a Christian I was there as a Christian because people need to hear the gospel and you was the man who needs to hear in the gospel and now you are Christian. That one is enough. And I was happy if they sent me to the border, to the first line of the fighting with Taliban, 
I believe someone else must hear the gospel over there. Don't worry where we, uh, where we are going or where, where the other people they sent us. Everywhere, just we need to believe that Jesus is Lord and we are here to working, to expanding His kingdom. And He will glorify in us and through us. Amen. I want to have the same attitude that we've just been hearing from Brother Hamid, ready to serve the Lord wherever he is. Brother Hamid served the Lord in Iran. If you're just joining us, you can hear the entire conversation with him at our website, vomradio.net. And we're going to hear the second part of his story next week here on Voice of the Martyrs Radio. You know, stories like this can really affect the way we look at the circumstances in our lives. The inconveniences that you and I go through may not seem that bad compared to the interrogations that Hamid faced. You'll be encouraged and stretched by more stories like this when you visit our archive at vomradio.net. When we left off, Hamid was stationed in a town far from his home, being questioned and pressured to renounce his faith in Christ. We're going to hear what happened next when Hamid joins us again. You won't want to miss the rest of the story next week right here on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.